Action, it's action. the month of movies quarantine edition. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different one because I'm in my house and Jason's in his house and we're yeah. telling you about movies. Yeah, quarantine happened halfway through March. Yeah. And March is over, so we're trying to figure out how to record it. And uh, now the quarantine goes until May, so. Yeah. So at least two episodes like this. Possibly yes. three. Yeah. So uh, for oh. 2020, <laughs> we're watching The Alphabet. We are. So, so in January, we watched A and B. We each picked a movie for each letter. And I picked an A, he picked an A, and then we watched it. So for this month, we're doing letters E and F. So I picked an E movie, he picked an F movie, and I picked an F movie. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean. Um, so, should I just start? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. So, notes. for my first, for the for the E movie, I picked Elysium, because I bought the Blumkamp box set that had District 9, Elysium, and Chappie, and I was like, I've never seen this one, and uh, it's Matt Damon, a futuristic movie where there's, like, a, created a space station for the rich people, and they have all the great technology and stuff up there. And basically people who are left on earth are lower income people. And, uh, Oh my God, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. He, he ends up getting, um, a radiation, like a, a massive amount of radiation. That's right. Well, working. Yeah. He, he gets like radiated at his job and, uh, he's going to die. But up there in that space station called Elysium, um, they have technology to, to fix it and stuff. So he's trying to find a way to get up there um, and get better and basically revenge type thing as yeah. well. Um, I thought it was decent. Um, yeah. It was like, better than I thought it was going to be. Because I the... didn't know what, actually, I didn't know what I was going to, what I was <laughs> thinking. But the main villain dude, like, was pretty awesome. Like, not the main villain, because there's a lot of, I guess, main villains, but the guy, that, the hunter. Mm -hmm. that was, and I found out that was the same dude as the guy from District 9. Oh, is it? Yeah, but he was a fun character. Like, like the direct, like Neil Blomkamp does a lot of fun stuff with weapons. That's the mm -hmm. thing I really like. Like, he does really cool things with robots and weapons that just makes it look cool. And it, it, mm -hmm. make, it almost makes it look, like, cheesy, but really efficient at the same time. Yeah. Um... Which I'm excited, but I don't know if it's still happening, but he's supposed to be doing the new RoboCop movie. Okay. And I'm like, oh my god, that would be awesome. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to happen now or not. And I want to say it's like some of the original creative team from the, the original one, not mm -hmm. the remake. So they're trying to go back to the roots, but do it his style, which would be kind of cool. But yeah. who knows if that's Last I heard, they couldn't agree on a script, so sometimes those go away, never yeah. come back. <laughs> so um, for Elysium, I gave Elysium a seven out of ten. Um, uh oh, I gave it a six and a half. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was entertaining. It just didn't hit me like his other movies did. Right. Like District Nine is awesome. I liked Chappie quite a bit. I know a lot of people would just mm -hmm. shit on Chappie, but I I, yeah, I, I enjoyed. Thought, I liked Chappie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was like, I don't know, it seemed kind of predictable. Um, Elysium, 
felt kind of predictable and there yeah. lull points and um it took a while to get its footing and get the ground running but there was a lot of setup to like so you understood the world they were in which is fine mm-hmm. but i only gave it a seven out of ten which is decent but it's not an amazing yeah. score um and then you picked my yeah my movie. movie was elvira mistress of the dark <laughs> now i don't know what to say about this movie uh for people that are huge horror fans or at least know horror in general like she she was a uh, a character that would introduce like bad horror movies like back in the 80s um mm-hmm. and like she had like her only late night show like oh here's watching brain snatchers from the planet mars whatever mm-hmm. and then she like kind of like introduced the movie and during commercials and stuff like talk and whatnot Right, but locally they, we had Ned the Dead. Yeah, like and then like, there was Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, Monster Vision and stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. or or uh, Up All which Night was, and stuff and Right, which was kind of a take on Elvira. Yeah. And actually the um, uh the the dude from uh Gremlins Two that's mm-hmm. basically like it was like a male older version of Elvira where he's just watching horror movies and stuff. But um but this movie uh they decided to make a movie where she wanted to to she was low on money and apparently she found out a relative of hers died and left her her house mm-hmm. so then she goes to the house like her great aunt or whatever and then she inherits the house so she goes to town to just try to sell the house and get money so she can move to las vegas or hollywood or wherever she's going <laughs> but then there's a evil guy who is trying to get this recipe book which is basically a book of spells and uh and then hilarity ensues because that that was one where they they made the uh the the picnic right where yeah, everyone's getting the, all... um, the, car- the casserole yeah everyone's getting all horned up and stuff <laughs> dude, dude this movie is so was like I I knew it was gonna be campy but there was so much camp and so yeah. many puns but then it was she... just nonstop too like she felt like she had to constantly be on like the whole time but I mean. It makes sense. This would be her movie, but like she would have a reaction to everything, like some kind of joke. Yeah. Someone would say something, and she would, you know, nonstop throughout the whole movie. But then she would like there was I can't remember what joke it was, but she someone said something, and then she like just shot back a little remark. I'm like, I know this is a PG-13 movie, but that felt a little that felt close to R-rated, like an R-rated yeah. joke. Like, I don't know. It's weird because. She's an overly, overly like sexual because like she has, you know, low cut dress and like showing her leg and stuff. She's just walking around and stuff, but she like, for how old this movie is, it's like what late eighties, early nineties. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Um, like, she her character like knew how to use her sexuality like, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it was really yeah, weird. She used it to help them remodel the house. Yeah, but, <laughs> all but like the high just, school kids. <laughs> yeah, but like just in general, like where it, it just it seemed progressive in many ways. I'm like, this is the 80s where they're just like, hey, beach and beach and babes. Whoa, I don't know. It was a strange movie. Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it but was... yeah, it was very. Uh... I don't know if slapsticky is the word, but yeah, it was uh, wacky. There was actually in a couple, like there was a lot of weird just guests in that movie. Yeah, like the guy that was at the gas station that 
exploded. That was that was um uh God from Pee Wee's Playhouse the the head. Oh yeah, yeah. John B. John, John B. Genie. Yeah. Um, but this makes me wonder if I want to see the other movies she made. I didn't know she did like. It, when you gave me this movie to watch, I didn't even know she made movies. I just knew she did the intros and stuff. And I'm like, they made full length movies with her. <laughs> yep. Like, it's like, hey, do a spinoff thing. I guess they did the same thing with Ernest. You know, yeah. like he was in a commercial, and then they spun it off. Um, no, but, but she she only made two movies. This one, uh, in '88, and then in 2001, they made Elvira's Haunted Hills. Hmm. And I'm oh, like, that's not a reference to anything. No, I think I think you can't. It's not streaming anywhere. I think you have to like actually rent it or yeah. uh, or buy it like on YouTube or Amazon or whatever. Just wait; it'll eventually come to something because that's okay. what seems to happen. We're like, oh, we want to watch this movie. Oh, it's not anything. And also, like two weeks later, here it is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Every, on everything. Yeah. But yeah, I gave uh, I gave Elvira Mistress of the Dark. I gave it a six. Me too. I gave it a six as well. Yeah, one more Anything? six for Satan. Yeah, six, six. Third person says six. <laughs> um, and then you picked. I'll let you do your F movie first. All right. I don't know what I did. Frank. Oh, Frank. <laughs> I, I picked the movie Frank because on my trip to uh, the dollar store around Christmas time, they had a bunch of movies, and I'm like, I've wanted to see this movie because it looked interesting, and I got it for a dollar. And boy, oh boy, this is one of the best dollars I spent. Yeah. Um, I was telling Jeremiah about this. He's like, oh, I'll have to go there and check it out. And I mean, this was a while ago, but yeah. like, um, that was around Christmas. I doubt they still have it. Yeah, because I went back like a week later after I told you, like, the movie selection, they still had some movies, but yeah. Yeah, because was... you were telling me a bunch that you got, and I was like, damn, those are good. Yeah, like a sushi girl I got from there. That was Yeah, you got her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then this one. And then a few more that I watched. But yeah, I I like kicked myself a bit, but I guess I've been wanting to see Frank for a while. Yeah. And I just haven't. And then when I start watching, I'm like, yeah, I definitely have to be in the right mindset to watch this. <laughs> um, cause it's it's bizarre. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but give your synopsis. Yeah. So, uh, Frank, um. It's about uh, this 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 guy who wants to be a musician. I don't remember what his name is, but he wants to be a musician, and he's like doing like he's he's playing music at certain places, and no one's really showing up really at all. Um, and then he he sees this guy like try to kill himself by running to the ocean, and then so he like kind of is sticking around after the ambulance is there and stuff, and they're like, oh, that's a keyboardist, and the guy's like, I I play keyboard. All right, you want to come and do a gig with us? Sure. So they do the gig, and then the whole thing like falls apart. And then like like that's all right, whatever. But eventually, like the uh, the lead singer of the band, Frank, he's like, "Hey, come on, I want we we want you. We want you to. We're gonna make it an album. So you want to come along and make an album with us?" He's like, "Okay." So majority of the movie, a big chunk of the movie, is them like just preparing in this cabin in the woods. Yeah, trying to create an album. Yeah, like just doing all these weird rituals and practicing and like just like for months. Like literally the guy's yeah. like, oh, we're going to do this for like a weekend or a week. And it's like months. And he's like spending all his money just spending on just to rent the place. Um, But like the band is kind of 
<clears throat> Frank, and of course, Frank, he's always wearing this big, like, plat paper mache head on his head because he's like, doesn't want to show his face. Um, but then the the main character wants fame and popularity and wants everyone to know about this band. But everyone in the band is kind of like, no, that's not how we're just doing it for the art. Mm-hmm. But then he wants, he starts tearing the band apart because he wants the, he he tries, he enters into like South by Southwest uh, mm-hmm. and some of that. And it, like the band just kind of gets all messed up because of it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to do like anything. It's like each member of the band has a unique style. Yeah. They don't mesh well together, but they kind of do. And it's just, yeah, really bizarre music and stuff like that. But yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Well, like through the whole journey of the movie, I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> I, I don't know what is going on. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great journey. Um, like the way the best way to describe his type of music, like when he was like near the end when he's just singing, I'm like, this is almost Dan like Dan Deacon. Deacon. <laughs> Yeah, it's Dan Deacon style. <laughs> but no, I and, God, and that uh, song that I can't even remember how it goes, but the song that they sing at the end of the movie was in my head for a yes. long time. I loved it so much. Yeah, it's um, like and I love you. I can't remember how it goes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh there's a soundtrack for this album of this movie, but it's like all the audio is like clips from the movie, so it's just like, hey, this Aww. song is five seconds long or whatever i'm like i want the whole thing i want the whole yeah like i hate if ban- if ba- if movies about bands like and they make up this don't band, record a full song yeah if they, they, they record like that's what i want like i want i want a clash of demon head album i want a sex Bavam album i want a frank album like i want a whole like just album of their music i would say amazing. like they did with josie and the pussycat yes exactly <laughs> Like that'd be fantastic. All their songs, and then like at the end they had bonus tracks with the other guys, backdoor lovers and stuff. Yeah, but I gave a. Oh, anything else you want to say about it? No. I gave Frank an eight. I gave it a nine. Nice. Yeah, because it stuck with me for a long time after, like days after I finished watching, I kept thinking about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I loved it. So yeah, yeah, got a pretty high score for me. Unfortunately, my girlfriend had seen this movie years and years ago. Oh. But it was one under those like bad situations where like I don't want to mm-hmm. watch this movie because this like, this person's forced me to watch it. I'm not in the mood for it. Oh, so we were like watching I say, it. You definitely have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. So she's like afterwards, she's like, yeah, I didn't care for that too much. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry because I like it so much. <clears throat> but what was your f, f movie? So. I've never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies, and everyone's like, what? You haven't seen any of them? And I was like, no. Um, and they're like, well, if you're going to see one, you should see Fast Five. I'm like, okay. So I picked Fast Five as my F movie, but me being the kind of person I am, I watched up to, like, so I watched one through four. Uh, so when I watched Fast Five, I wouldn't be like, who's this person? What's going on here? Um, but um, so I'll quick review all the all the Fast Furious movies uh, up to five, and then I'll talk about five. So like the first movie uh, is just called the, the Fast and the Furious. Um, this is where we get introduced to Vin Diesel's character and Paul Walker's character. Uh, Paul Walker is um, 
I don't know if he's like a U.S. Marshal or FBI or something like that, but he's uh, he's in the law enforcement, and he's there because uh, someone is stealing cars from these semi trucks that are hauling them. And you saw it, at the beginning of the movie, you see like this heist where they take like they attack the the semi truck and steal the cars, um, and then he's like Paul Walker is the one who's trying to figure out who it is. And spoilers, but at the end of the movie, you find out it's Vin Diesel and his crew. And so, like, there's, like, a feud between those two. But Paul Walker, like, befriends Vin Diesel in the movie. And then it's not until the end of the movie that Vin Diesel finds out that he's uh, an, op- an officer. Police officer. Hey, he's just LAPD. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then he gets all pissed off at him because, you know, he tried to be my friend. And I think he's um, – Vin Diesel – I think it's his sister – is like his love interest. And um, so it's a little, it's crazy. Like some, it was. Oh, Jord- Jordana decent... Brewster. Huh? Jordana Brewster. Yeah, yeah. 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 She shows up in five, which. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a decent, like, car racing heist movie, which is what I expected from Fast and the Furious. So it was like right in there with those kind of movies. Um, I gave it a seven. It was decent. Uh, the Fast and the Furious. Um, it was a decent one. Um, and then the second movie was too fast and too, too furious, mm-hmm. um, which is just Paul Walker. And, uh, they're trying to find, there's like drug money and stuff like that. Um, and it's like, like the cartel and he's like trying to investigate and, um, I don't freaking remember. He races and there's like, like the first, the, <laughs> <laughs> this is Fast and the Furious. It's been a while now, and these kind of blur together. But <laughs> I remember going, okay, the first movie is pretty. I mean, it's pretty crazy when they're stealing the cars from the trucks and stuff. But the second movie, I'm like, okay, there's one scene in this movie that you're like, what the f? Like, at the end of the movie, there's like the big chase, and he jumps his car off the dock onto a boat <laughs> that's mm. trying to get away. <laughs> and I was like, this is a over the top moment. Um, but the movie itself was, it was, I don't know, it, it lacked stuff. It wasn't nearly as good as the first. Um, so I gave it a five and a half for Too Fast, Too Furious. You are getting pretty close to the scores on IMDb. Okay. The so first, then the third the first movie. one was 6.8 and you gave it a seven. And this is 5.9 you give it 5.5. Okay. So then uh, the third movie is called Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which has like a completely new character to follow along with and he gets in trouble for drag racing and he gets sent to, to Tokyo to live with his dad and his dad's being really strict. He's like, you can't do any drag racing and stuff here. If you are, you're on your own. Um, but of course he's like, I can't help it, man. I love it. I love doing this stuff. So then he, goes to see these people racing and stuff like that. And the big thing that they do in Tokyo is drifting. So they're like in a um, parking ramp and they're just constantly going around the corners, like super fast. So they kind of have to drift because there's no way you can turn those corners that fast uh, without doing that. So then he learns about the Tokyo drift. Um, That movie was to me, was the weakest of the fast and furious movies I've seen. Um, I gave it a five. Ooh. Yeah. Eight. So, um, I don't know how it did on, 
online and stuff. They gave it a six. They thought it was better than the second one. Okay. Uh, but one. then the fourth one, they kind of reinvent the franchise again. And this was just called Fast and Furious. They took okay. off the the. So it's Fast and Furious. But we get Paul Walker and Vin Diesel back together again. Um, and this one is, uh, there's like, I don't know, there's some pretty cool racing and stuff like this. And um, there are, I'm trying to remember, I'm blurring, blurring my lines. Okay, so this one, there's like, they're, uh, these bad guys are transporting drugs across the border with these underground tunnels. So they're looking for people to be their drug runners, but they got to go like really fast and dirty. Like, oh. so like there's a giant re- race scene underground, which is pretty insane. Um, but you get to see more of the Vin Diesel and uh, Paul Walker's like relationship. Um, like kind of turn for the worst kind of uh, because by the end of this movie, as you can tell by the start of the fifth movie, Vin Diesel gets arrested for doing all his illegal car stuff. Um, but Fast and the Furious felt like a good jumping on point. If you've not seen any of the other ones, mm-hmm. especially if fat, if fast five is, you know, supposed to be the best one, like at least, because I was going to have you watch The Fast and the Furious and Fast and Furious, because you don't need to see two and three, mm-hmm. but at least to see the character development of those characters. Um, Fast and Furious, I gave a six. All right. They gave it a 6.6. 6. Um, there's... It says here also, this is why you probably thought this, because at this point, Paul Walker's character is in the FBI. Okay. So he starts as an LAPD, and now he's an FBI. Okay. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, so then... For this one, I watched The Fast Five, um, and this one just introduces so many characters. There is, yeah, apparently uh, Tokyo Drift takes place well after any of the other movies, because one of the guys from Tokyo Drift, I can't remember his name offhand, but he shows up in Fast Five, and I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, because he dies in tokyo drift so that means that it has to happen before (laughs) tokyo drift because he's still alive um but yeah like almost every movie well because tokyo drift was the third one yes yeah so so in fast and furious vin diesel makes something like oh yeah one of these days i'm gonna go to tokyo like hinting because he shows up at the very end of tokyo drift because the main character goes to race him at the end during the credits so it's like, oh, so that means he ends up going there eventually. And I don't know. The time frames are really in crazy, <laughs> crazy town banana pants. Um, but Fast Five, we get oh, the first is, uh, The Rock in here. Is it uh, the guy who plays Han? Yeah, Han. Yeah. He was probably my favorite character in Fast Five. Yeah, so that's probably he, why they brought him back. Because he wasn't because... over the top. He was just like, all right, let's do this. Okay, cool. People probably liked him in tokyo drift uh-huh. but then they killed him off um so they're like oh let's bring him back <laughs> um yeah i can't remember i didn't write any notes for fast five it's uh they, they that was fast five was when they uh they stole there was some a cars. heist they were stealing the 
They were stealing the safe out of the police station. Yeah, they stole. Well, they stole. Uh, they stole some cars and they found a chip in one of the cars that showed all these different locations where money was being like siphoned from this like kind of um, not like I don't say drug lord, but he was like a godfather or like a mafia boss like type King thing. Pan. Yeah, kingpin. Uh, well, yeah, I guess he was a Brazilian drug lord. So they're like, we're gonna rob this guy because he's we'll all get like ten million dollars. <laughs> and so they they go to rob him, but then they set it all up to be a big heist. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, so they introduce a lot of characters. Uh, they show more of the group, like the uh, quote-unquote family that Vin Diesel keeps talking about in like every movie. Family. That's right, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is in it. Yeah, she, it looks she, like was she showed in, up in the fourth one. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she was in Fast and Furious. Um, I was like, oh my god, that's funny. Because Gal Gadot plays um, a street racer in uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. So that's probably why they have her, because it's probably a reference to the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. So now I'm going to have to look, because I'm sure some of those other people were also Fast and Furious characters. Whatever. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was a fun movie. It was a little, it was over the top, Fast Five, but it was enjoyable. Like, there was a lot of action scenes, um, with lulls in between, but they were entertaining races and stuff. Uh, um, like the, I just keep remembering the scene where they're trying to like go faster than the security cameras. <laughs> they're doing all those tests. Yeah. Like, I, I. Okay, so I this is the only Fast and Furious movie I watched. But the part that bothered me the most, I think, was that um, the at least it start, started it starts with street racing, and then at one point mm -hmm. they're like they're like, all right, we got to steal this guy's car. He's got one of the fastest cars. Look at it. Listen, listen to that. We got to street race him. I'll street race this car. All right. Quick cut to them coming back to the car. I'm like, this is is one of the movies that's known for street racing and you just cut out a street race. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I don't know why people love Vin Diesel so much. Like, I should have put subtitles on because half the things he said, he's like, we gotta do this for family. I'm like, I heard family. We gotta do this for family, yeah. That's the one thing he says all the time. Do it for family. Yeah, I'm, this. these movies are not aimed towards me. No, me neither. I sent an a message to Jason, and I was like, "So these movies, I feel like I need to drink a Mountain Dew and put balls on my car." Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, uh, I said, "It's like a ten-year-old's dream movie. It takes itself seriously, like too seriously, because like, but not seriously enough either." No, no, exactly. And there's, and there's one part, and it's a spoiler for the ending, but so I don't want to say anything about it, but. There's a part where I'm like, a bunch of stuff happens, and they go, hmm, wait, let me think. And then they think back, and they go, oh, that's how they did it. I'm like, you didn't allude to this at all. It'd be like if, yeah. someone, it'd be like if someone's like, oh, man, we're having a gunfight. My guns are empty. Those of them, they go, wait, where are you shooting from? And then they think back. Remember when you put that gun in his boot? You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like if they had a big moment, and like that, like if they had 
teased in a montage is like, oh, this person's driving this vehicle. You go, okay, that makes more sense. But that's the whole point of heist movies is because if you know how they're doing it, it's got to go different than the way they planned it. Yeah, but even like in Ocean's Eleven, they like at least ran through like these certain protocols and like, and then later you go, oh, that's why they did that. I mean, it's not like, like they're just like, they're like there and they just show the people doing this. Like, but where did, when did they get this and when did they get those, that, those outfits and the magic <laughs> trick? I know. It was just like, uh, so I yeah. gave Fast Five a seven and a half. Oh boy. I gave I know it. it was decent. But then again, you got to remember, I watched the other ones, which weren't as good. Yeah. So this one just seemed better in comparison. IMDb gave it a 7.3, so you're close. Um, yeah. Fast Five. Where am I? I watched that. I gave it a five and a half. <laughs> fast five and a half. Like I gave. Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see you watch Too Fast, Too Furious and then tell me what you think that movie is worth. I don't... <laughs> you probably... I don't want to watch any more of those. Like, I'm glad... I know, I, I got the rest of them sitting here and I'm like, ah, yeah, probably not going to watch them. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm like... Because you and I are... I, I would have done the same thing. Like, I guess I gotta watch all of them and I'm glad I didn't because... Yeah, but I kind of wish you would have watched the first and the fourth one just so then you can see how much it's changed since the first one. Oh, I'm The sure. first one wasn't ridiculous. Oh, no, I, I mean, it, it was 2001 when that movie came out, so I'm like, I can just imagine what those movies like, were like that year. It's like uh, Gone in 60 Seconds kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay, so those are our E's and F's. Yes. Now I watched a lot of movies this month. Thanks, Quarantine. Um, yeah, so, so the first the first movie that I watched this month was a classic from my childhood called My Girl. Oh yeah, because we were just felt like watching it one day. So if you've never seen My Girl, it's about a girl who's mine. <laughs> That's creepy. Uh, my a girl with like, with still well, one of the weirdest names in a movie, Veda Sultanfuss. Yeah. Um, but it takes place like in the, I think in the sixties or seventies, I think. Um, about a girl, and she lives with her dad, who works, who works and owns a funeral parlor, funeral, mm-hmm. funeral, a dead person house. I can't say funeral, funeral parlor. Um, and it's just kind of her like discovering her life and like what love is and all that stuff as her as she sees her dad, uh, finally getting an like a love interest and. She just obviously is like, I don't want her to replace my mom because her mom died years ago. But it's also just, it's just, it's literally a coming of age movie where she learns a lot of lessons. And uh, watching it as an adult, yeah, I remember being sad as a kid with a certain scene mm-hmm. and be like, you're eh. just like, he deserved it. Yeah, yeah, he he kind of did. I mean, he's like, well, I don't want to eat this chocolate, but then Larry's like, fuck it. Let's throw rocks, dummy. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It it's still it, that still that scene still does kind of hit a little bit. I was like, ah, whatever. And then there's, yeah, if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not bad. It's uh, I remembered certain parts here and there, but I didn't remember the whole thing as a whole. Uh, but no, it's still it's still a pretty decent movie. Do what diddy diddy dum diddy do. Yeah, she is a little. I I yeah, 
Um, so I gave that a six and a half. So it's, it's not bad. It's fun. It still holds up in my opinion. And then would you give it? What'd you give my girl? I gave my girl a six and a half. Six and a high yell. And then we immediately watched the second one because they made a second one. Yeah, my girl too. Yeah. So uh, in my girl too, it's like I don't know, a year or two later. I don't know, whatever. From the original, she goes to look for her mom. Well, her mom's dead. <laughs> but she looks for her though. Yeah. Her, she's like, where's that cemetery? Um, no, for their spring break project or for school, they have to write a report on someone that uh, an, an important person uh, or whatever the hell that is, like so, someone that means something. And she, and Veda's like, I want to write to this report of my mom because I didn't know her that well because she died before I was born or when I was born or whatever. So then uh, her uncle, who's in the first movie, he lives out in California now. So then she's like, oh, she used to do acting and or and all this other stuff. Like, so she flies out to California and stays with her uncle. And then his her uncle's girlfriend's kid is like, he's like, I don't like you. You're a girl. And I don't like you. And she's like, you're a boy and I don't like you. And you're like, yeah, they're going to love each other at the end because it's a they're 90s movie. Um, so then he's like stuck showing her around town and she's finding out more about her mom. Um, I mean, for a sequel, I guess it makes sense, but you can't really recreate that first movie because... Right. So, I mean, I guess it's just... It, it didn't really feel like a sequel. It felt more like a... Let's just use this girl, this actor, this character in a different movie because Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis are in it for maybe two minutes or whatever. But it's okay. It's not amazing. Um, so if you want to watch it, you can. But My Girl 2, I gave it a five. Makes sense. Yeah. I haven't seen these in like forever, so forever. I'll take your word for it. Um... I'll do one more. I'll do one more uh, before I jump, toss back to you. Uh, jumping back into my my DVDs, I was watching more e movies, so I watched Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> and I watched that again. I watched that as a kid, and I don't remember much about it at all. Uh, no. So I remember watching it as a kid and going, "Everyone loves this movie. I don't get it. I yeah. don't understand. I don't know why everyone loves it so much." That's, and then I'm like, I should watch it again sometime, and I haven't. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I walked into it. Cause I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of Tim Burton. I'm not a huge fan of Johnny Depp. I like Winona mm-hmm. Ryder. But um, so I'm like, screw it. I'll give it a shot. So, and of course, I didn't realize that throughout the movie, a bunch of the memories, that a bunch of the scenes were happening. were As a kid, I just didn't grasp this, that uh, a bunch of scenes were his memories. Mm. so like so the scientist played by vincent price um he created like he was always creating machines and he's like well i want to create a man so he creates this man uh but then he ends up dying and then this man just stayed up in the house all by himself for oh ever and ever that's how he was created. I always thought he was an alien or something nope nope he, this machine guy just was like i can i create all these machine so he's like i'm gonna create a human um and this lady was like going around like selling avon and stuff and then she wanders in and finds him and she's like oh you should come home and live with me because you're all here by all by yourself not doing anything 
and then um so then she brings him back to her house uh and he's just like there everyone's like oh my god we love him we love him so much everyone's like this is what a great guy he is he's so cool but then one of the writer's character um starts hanging out with him because she likes him but then the uh her ex-boyfriend is jealous of him and it's played by the, the guy who played Wyatt in the in the um in the weird science TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird seeing he has a bully. Um Wyatt or is the other one Gary? He's the tall blonde guy, whatever. Oh okay, sorry. I was thinking of Chet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh then he, he he's the one who's like then he starts like causing trouble for Edward Scissorhand because he's like, oh yeah, he's a bad person. He did all these bad things and stuff like that. And everyone starts like siding with him and starts a whole pitchfork army type thing, whatever mad mob. Um, like just like, yeah. Uh, I, I realized I almost gave the whole movie away, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's him just being learning like normal life. And then, uh, and then people just being assholes about it. Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. Sorry. I was thinking of the TV show when you said Weird Science. Is it? It's Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one in the movie. I might have said the TV show. I meant to say the movie. Sorry. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. That makes more sense. Um, But no, I actually I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. It's a, it's a fun, quirky, weird little movie. I mean, it's very Tim Burton, but I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I gave Edward Scissorhands a 7 Nice. So, um, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so I watched the Into the Dark series on Hulu, uh, and this month was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Uh, so it was Into the Dark was called Crawlers, and the movie itself was decent, except okay. the main character had way too much narration through the movie. Oh. Like she was explaining every situ- situation that was happening on screen and uh, over describing things. It's like, <sighs> so aside from that part, I thought it was a good movie. Um, uh, what are they, crawlers. Crawlers. Um, I got a refresher. I need a refresher. <laughs> Is it about worms? Cause I feel like that's it's, how. Um, no, it's like a, a zombie type thing. So these people die. It, well, it's like it's more of a invasion of the body snatchers. Okay. Um, where someone else takes their place and. Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> okay. Crawlers. So called... it's hard to find because sometimes it's under into the dark and sometimes it's not. So it's what holiday it's called, is this? It's St. Patrick's Day, so everyone's getting okay. drunk. Oh, okay. And they're like, they're like, oh, they're just acting that way because they're drunk. Um, but yeah, so there's like, they get, I don't remember if they get scratched or something. Um, but everyone's like, oh, it's it was zombies. And she's like, it's not zombies. Trust me, it's not zombies. But it's more of a, um. Yeah, like I said, it's more of an invasion of body snatchers type thing. Okay. Um, I thought it was decent. It wasn't, uh, like I said, aside from her constant narration, um, 
was it friend oh yeah I don't know I don't remember why it was called crawler oh because they made a reference okay so St. Patrick's Day is known for um, the the guy St. Patrick who got the snakes out of Ireland mm-hmm. so they're like celebrating the fact that he got the snakes out of Ireland and people are like there's never snakes in Ireland so I don't know why we're celebrating and someone's like well what if the snakes were just aliens and they're like oh so Ooh. they kind of like did a parallel with that so like that's so a that's a jump yeah it is <laughs> It was what, a very big jump. What if this uh, but yeah, there's like a lot of drunken people. And yeah. Um, I thought it was a unique take on basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, I gave Into the Dark Crawlers a six and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, it's not like the worst Into the Dark movie, but like I said, aside from the constant narration, I thought it was a good movie. <clears throat> I just got annoyed. I'm like, I expected it at the beginning, but you're still going, and we're like halfway through the movie. <laughs> um, so, and then the next movie I watched was called The Layover. So this is uh, Alexandria Daddario. 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 And, uh, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. The other guy. Kate, Kate Upton. Oh, Kate the other Upton. girl. Um. So Kate Upton and Alexandria are uh, roommates, and they – to remember where they're oh, going. Oh, Kate Upton. I was thinking Kate, Kate, McKen- was thinking Kate McKenna. Kinnan, <laughs> no. Um, so I'm trying to remember why they – they were at the airport for something. Uh, but anyway, like so Kate Upton is like – the girl who's constantly flirting constantly gets any girl or any guy that she wants. Um, and Kate, uh, Alexandria is a teacher who's like, you need to calm down and be more organized and constantly, you know, sleeping around and all that stuff. Um, so they get, when they're at the airport, their plane has, you know, there's a layover. So they're stuck, um, at this, I don't know, hotel where they're keeping them and they both fall for this guy. So they're constantly like trying to one up each other, trying to get him to fall in love with them. And then there's this other guy who's like, Oh, it's more about the person inside than just the outside. And da 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 da. So it's like, Oh, you know what's going to happen. They're going to fall for them instead at the end. But, uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, like girl fight type stuff. I'm sure this was written by a woman. No, it wasn't. <laughs> William my H. Macy directed it. Oh, my God, he did. That's cool. David Hornsby wrote it. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was an entertaining movie. Uh, it's like a romantic comedy. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> it was entertaining. Kiri and I wanted to watch something that was, you know, something we could just sit back and just enjoy. And it was entertaining. Um, I gave it a seven. Okay. So. Hey, Jason, are you ready for this? I don't know if you can see me. Yeah, I can. Okay, <laughs> just uh, checking. Uh, duh, duh. All right. Okay. Uh, are you ready for this? Because no. along with my e movies, I watched all of the movies of the I. 
Oh, the eye. The, the EYE. The original? I watched all of them. Including the horrible American remake? Yes. So, the eye, I can't, I'm always bad at this. I want to say Japan, but I'm probably racist and wrong. Because um, it's Asian extreme. Yeah. The eye is a movie from an Asian country known as... I'm looking it up. I am too. <laughs> and of course, the American one shows up. Uh, recorded in um, uh, Hong Kong, China. Uh, so is it Chinese movie? God damn it! This so is an Asian not... horror movie uh, <laughs> called The Eye. Um, what happens is this, this girl, uh, she's been blind for all her life, or most of her life, or whatever. I think it's almost all of her life. It says Hong Kong, Singapore. But it's in Mandarin Cantonese. and Chinese and stuff. Cantonese. Cantonese. That sounds right. Either way, I'll just say Asian. Yeah, that's what they just call it Asian Extreme. Um, so this girl is, is is blind and she has an operation because someone is donating their – someone's not donating their eyes. They're, they are they died and then they they, they use the, the organ donation to uh, make her eyes work. I'm explaining this very well. But – so this girl goes to the hospital, and then uh, she gets her eyes, new eyes, and then she starts seeing ghosts, which is weird to me because she sees ghosts uh, and also hears them. So why why yeah. would the eyes help with that? Anyways, I don't know. It, I like the movie. I'm but not... at first she doesn't realize that, you know, she shouldn't be – she's not – like, that no one else can see them because yeah. she's not used to seeing the, dude, those so, are some of the creepiest parts because she's like, at first her eyes are kind of blurry and stuff. So there's a, a few shots of her walking around and you just see someone in the background. The first time I watched this movie, I had headphones on and that was the worst idea because there's a part she's walking around the hospital and she, you just hear someone. And you yeah, just see there's someone a like, couple of scenes that are just like, what the of, fuck? Where did that come from? Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Um, but anyway, so the, the girl is. Um, She's like, this something's weird's happening. They start digging into finding out where these eyes came from, and ends up going to uh, where uh, the, the the girl that donated the eyes. She ends up finding out who it is and going there. And the lady's like, oh, that was my daughter. She saw she could see things. She she saw this catastrophe about to happen, and she warned everyone um, that this bit, giant catastrophe is going to happen, uh, but no one believed her. And then this giant catastrophe happened, and everyone blamed her for it. So she got so depressed that she killed herself, and that's why the uh, the, the eyes were donated to her. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff happens, but it has some really cool, like, had has some solid scares. Like, I'm not a jump scare person, but there's one jump scare in that movie that gets <laughs> to me every fucking time when she's doing the calligraphy. You're yeah, sitting in my chair. chair. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? It's so good. Um, yeah, like, get out of my chair. Yeah, you're in my chair. Um, yeah, that, that part is awesome. Uh, and this is probably one of my favorite. Isn't this the same one that had the elevator scene, too? Yeah, where the guy's, like, floating, like, two inches above the ground, and he's, like, just slowly it's like slowly getting closer to him. Like, oh, Jesus, yeah. there's nowhere to go. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's 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 up there in my probably top ten horror movies, but it's probably my favorite Asian horror movie. Because I, I like it a lot, um, but I gave it a rewatching it. Uh, it doesn't have as much magic as it did when I first watched it, like 
15 years ago. Um, but I still liked it. I gave it a, I gave the eye a seven and a half. Nice. Then I watched the eye two, um, which the eye movies, I think they just kept it because it has nothing to do with the original movie at all. Right. Um, but this girl, uh, she tries to kill herself because she's like trying to call her husband and or she's trying to call this guy and um he's not responding back to her and she's like she takes a bunch of pills and because she tried to kill herself and she almost died suddenly she can start seeing ghosts um now one of the things about this situation is that in this movie a lot of the ghosts are just kind of hanging around a lot of people because uh reincarnation (laughs) So you see a lot of ghosts just hanging around pregnant women or babies because mm-hmm. they don't like being in the ghost world and they want to be reincarnated. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's a pregnant woman around, like there's a ghost just kind of like, all right, I'm going to climb up in there because I'm getting reincarnated. And it's pretty creepy and terrifying <laughs> because, yeah. But then the main character, she finds out that she is pregnant and... Now, this news is kind of bad for her. Um, but there's a lot more, like, of stuff going on, like, drama-wise and stuff. and Because she doesn't want the baby because of who the father is and all this other stuff of that. So, um, but it's interesting enough. Very different from the first one. But I gave the I-2, I gave it a six and a half. Um, so, there's apparently a third I movie? Yes. Did you see that, too? Yep. Oh, Yep, it's. I didn't know you had that one. Yes. Infinity. <laughs> What's that? They call it I Infinity or something. They there's a bunch of different names for it. They call it the I Ten. Uh, yeah, it's the version I have. The the, the case is called the I Three. Yeah. Uh, but it's also known as the I Ten, which I'll explain in a little bit why. Um, and then uh, I Infinity was the other name they had on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I see why it's called I-10 in the description. Yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of friends are hanging out, and uh, one's like, hey, do you ever see a ghost? And the guy's like, no, I've never seen a ghost. And he's like, I can tell you, let's we can all see ghosts tonight if you guys want to, because he has this book that he bought. Uh, and there's, there's, I think, 10 different ways. Yeah, it's called the 10 Encounters. Yeah. There's 10 different ways you can see a ghost. So they start going through... Uh, these different things on how to see ghosts. And some of them, like, they'll start doing this one thing where, like, the ghosts are hungry because they haven't eaten in a long time. So um, one thing you can do is... One thing you can do is you have a a bowl of rice and you just start banging your chopsticks like like a dinner bell. (laughs) But then if they show up, you can't stop. Um, So, like, one starts doing... They start doing it and one girl's freaking out, like, oh, shit, I can see them. And like, just keep going, keep going. And then one guy's like, his bowl breaks. He's like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And, he's, and then like, they're they're just they're with their chopsticks just. I gotta banging. watch this. I haven't seen the third it's one. Kinda, I only it's kind It's kind of cool, but like then like one girl just never sees the ghosts, so they just keep going through all the different ways to see the ghosts. And then except um, the Wikipedia lists the ten. Yeah. But number one turns... is like as seen in the eye. Yeah. And number two, as seen in the eye too. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the, that's the way it ties into the other ones. Um, but 
the uh yeah it, what it, the heck some of these are funny yeah there, some of them are really weird like i think looking through like hide your legs while carrying a black cat i don't know if they did that one in the movie though but they kind of go through the book but then um the problem with that is they unknowingly like kind of opened themselves up to the ghosts so some people like slowly start dying off because the ghosts are angry um and I'll just leave that at that. But yeah, I'm gonna have to borrow that one from you. It's fun. Um, the story. It's more comedic. Well, I mean, of a it's movie. just the fact I've seen one and two, but I haven't seen the third one. Yeah, so. it's it's it's. Uh, I gave it a lower score than the other two. The other two, but I mean, it is good, but it's not as effective as a horror movie. Like it does have good. I'm gonna. I had it at six, but I'm gonna change it to six point five. For I the I three I'm gonna give it a six point five so it's on par with the second one but for different reasons because like I said it's it's a little more comedic but it's also does have creepy moments and then they remade the I the original one with my favorite actress Jessica Alba now I don't like her that much <laughs> she's never blown me away in anything. No. Uh, they remade this movie with Jessica Elba, and let me just say the very first part, she's like she narrates the movie like, "I was to see a butterfly is beautiful" or whatever the fuck she's like just saying a speech, and uh, the intro part like she's walking and standing, she walks up to a, <laughs> a bus stop and sta- stands there at the corner, and then you see this guy skateboarding, and it, you see a cut from the you see the bus coming and then you see the skateboarder and a bus, a skateboarder. And then she like just puts out her arm and catches the guy and the bus goes by and goes, Whoa, I didn't see that bus coming. And she goes and smirks and goes, neither did I. And I turned the movie off. So I, I finally came back and I'm like, I'm going to rewatch this movie. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, they added a few things, a few plot points that I thought were going to be important but they weren't. Uh, <laughs> they changed more of the good scares into like jump scares. Ju- a few jump scares, more jump scary because that's how Americans like their horror. Apparently. Um, and they kept one of the ghost situations in there, but they didn't really explain it like they did in the original movie. Because <laughs> you see this kid going, oh, <laughs> that's right. They did do a pretty good reference to that in the, uh, in the third one because in the first one, so the kid's like, have you seen my report card? Have you seen my report oh, yeah, card? That's right. And like, and like uh, no, I didn't see the report card. And the kid just jumps out the window and dies. I'm like, whoa. And then you find out the parents are like, he lost his report card. And he was so sad that he thought we, we thought that he, like, like he literally lost his report card. But his parents are very strict. So he was so worried that they were going to yell at him for losing his report card that he killed himself. But in the third movie, there's a kid, like, walking up the stairs. And he goes, have you seen my report card? And the guy freaks out and just punches the kid. And the kid starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, in the, in the, in the, I don't remember them talking about why the kid was missing his report card in the remake movie. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's just not the same movie. So I gave the Jessica Elba, the eye, a five. Oh, it's higher than I was anticipating. Yeah, only because like they did do my favorite scare, but in a different location. So it was a little bit of a, is this what they're going to do? So it's still, still good? It was okay. 
I think they use a little more CGI to mask that. But also they gave it a little, I don't know, I feel like they gave it a little bit more of a happier ending, which is bullshit. Yeah, because that's America. Gotta yeah. have a happy ending. I mean, a bunch of people still died, but not as many people should have. But <laughs> um, Yeah, so that was the so, I quadrilogy or whatever you want to call it. So speaking of scary, yeah. watch uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which you've also watched. Yes, I watched that in the August 2019 episode. Okay. Yeah, so if you want a description, he probably did it in there. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was parts I was expecting more, but it was it was good. I didn't know what it, it was different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, I was thinking it was going to be like an anthology or something, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was just like, hey, this stuff's happening. Now it's happening for real. Yeah, and, and like I said, some of the... It, it was PG-13, but there are some parts where I'm like, this is dark and twisted. But, like, I don't remember much of the books. Like, there's a couple stories I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of took some of those and, like, turned it into that. Because I remember the spiders, um, the spiders one that was yes. in the movie. And the toe and the soup. See, I don't remember the, that one that much. Oh, I do. So, like, I was expecting... Yeah, I don't know. It was it was decent. I thought it was good. Uh, Guillermo del Toro knows what he's doing. Well, I think he only uh, produced it though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he directed it. No, but well, it was interesting because they tried to keep it PG thirteen, but it mm-hmm. was pretty dark and scary for PG thirteen. Yeah, like the police department part. <laughs> that was messed up. But I thought it was good. I gave mm-hmm. it an eight. That's Here's what stories I, to tell in the dark. That's what I gave huh? it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so I gave Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark an 8. Yeah, I actually went back and started reading some of the uh, scary stories after that. Mm-hmm. And, like, the main but the main, main story, The Haunted House, is mm-hmm. way different uh, story than the book. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, um, what is the age recommendation for the books? They're, like, I think they're, like, 7 and up, I think. Okay. Or like six and up or whatever, like young. I just remember that people were freaking out because the drawings were creepier than theirs they should have been. Yeah, those drawings were terrifying. <laughs> when I say like, I think like the reading level is like yeah. grade six and a half and up or something like that. Not, not like seven year olds. <laughs> but I could be wrong. So like middle school. Yeah. Um. The next movie I watched was a movie that I thought I heard good things about. And I was like, I'll check it out. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime or something. I don't know. It's called Killer Joe. Matthew Conhay's in it. All right, uh, all right, uh-oh. all right. What? I said, all right, all right, all right. Oh, okay. I, I was, uh, I'm trying to remember who else was it. Uh, Emil Hirsch, I believe. That's his name. Yep. He's in it. And then Hayden Church. Hayden, Peter, uh, nope. Uh, uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Yes. That's it. The guy from Wings. And uh, Gina Gershon. Yeah, she's in it. You're on MTV, aren't you? I'm on Bing. <laughs> um, so Emil Hirsch's character, uh, he owes some money to this like drug dealer. And they're like, if you don't pay us, we're going to kill you. And he goes, oh, no. And then he finds out his mom has this giant life insurance policy. And he goes to his dad, who is divorced from his mom. 
and like we should kill my mom slash your ex-wife and we can get a shit ton of money and he goes all right let's do it he <laughs> says he, all right all right all right no no it, that's thomas hayden church oh, okay um uh but that's Matthew, the guy from coach right he, or no, uh wings. wings yeah but matthew McConaughey, he he's uh he's a cop but also like on the side he does like hitman stuff he's the he's killer joe uh, so they go to him and they're like, hey, we want you to kill this lady because she has a lot of money. And he goes, all right, I'm going to need this much money up front. They're like, we don't have any money. <laughs> we'll pay you once you kill her. And he's like, I need a little collateral because I'm not going to do it for free. Uh, so, and then it's really creepy because um, he offers up his sister hmm. like to go on a date with him. But basically, like, because she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. And it's played by Juno Temple, who was the uh, the girl from Horns. She's oh, okay. Um, and she doesn't seem all mental either. I don't know. I can't tell if she's like a twenty two year old girl playing a thirteen year old girl, or if she's like a twenty two year old girl who is mentally handicapped. I don't know. She seemed too innocent for anything. It was creepy. Um. But anyways, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, he's like, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But it, it, the movie just gets really weird, um, because then like they, they, they end, he ends up killing the late the the woman, the mom, and then you find out that the guy that she's banging is one that fed them the information, and mm-hmm. he lied about how much money, how about the life insurance policy. Because all the money was going to him instead of the family. And then, like, and then a whole bunch of just like crazy weird drama goes down. And there's a scene in this movie that is very uncomfortable. And I don't, like, I can't even describe how uncomfortable and weird the scene is because it involves a chicken leg. Oh. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, I I don't I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't. You talk about whatever you want. Uh, but yeah, we we watched that movie, and uh, we watched. Well, I technically watched that movie before Elvira, and then after we watched Elvira, I was like, I'd like Elvira. Kristen goes, it was better than that movie we watched last night, which was Killer Joe. And it's true. I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch it unless you really... Why did you end up watching that one? Because I said, heard... Oh, it's not... I heard it on a podcast or something someone was talking about. Because I... Okay. I heard about it and I took a screenshot. Like, I have a folder It looks like it's phone. on Hulu. Probably. It might be on Hulu or um, or Amazon Prime, I think. One of those Yeah, two. it says it's on Hulu and Amazon Prime. Okay. But it, it was a... Whenever I hear about a movie, I just go to IMDb and take a screenshot. And then I have a folder mm-hmm. that I go here's some movies I'm interested in seeing. So I have no idea why I, I have this movie. Cause okay. like the writer directors and stuff, I don't recognize their names and none of these actors made me want to would maybe go, I should see a movie cause this person's in it, you know? Right. But uh, I was going to say like the movie cover doesn't make me look, doesn't get my attention. No, it's just like a, a piece of chicken that looks in the shape of Texas. Oh yeah. There's that one too. Oh, Oh, I suppose that. Okay, other ones, yeah. 
<laughs> well, because the one I have is just like a black cover. Yeah. With the words and then like the two characters. Yeah. In light. I don't know. Yeah. But I gave it, um, I gave Killer Joe a four and a half. So there's two movies I have that they just happened to be on TV and I wasn't really watching it, but they were on TV because Carrie was watching them. Should I review those two? I mean, if you want to. I don't know how well I'll remember the plots and stuff, so they might be pretty quick. (laughs) Okay. Because it was like Frozen 2. We watched Frozen 2 because it's on Disney+. Plus. Because I saw the first one, Mm -hmm. and everyone's saying, oh, the second one's better. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Uh, So basically the second movie is... uh, them trying to find the heritage of their family and stuff like that because their parents passed away. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's basically Elsa trying to figure out um, how, like, how she got her powers and stuff like that. Okay. Like, why she has her powers. Um, so, it's, like, her on expedition to this land uh, where these they heard about these stories and stuff like that. So, she's trying to find that. And then Anna is, I forget what she's she's doing some kind of research too with Olaf. Um, but there's a lot more music in this movie compared to the first one, but the music wasn't as like ingrained in your head yeah. as the first one. Like the first one's like, Oh God, that's going to stuck in my head forever. Let it um, snow and... yeah. Build the snowman. <laughs> uh, but there is, I, I think it's in the trailer. I don't know, but there's like, a couple notes that get sung every once in a while, like throughout the whole movie. And that, that little, whatever, um, gets stuck in my head a little bit, Okay. but the songs are decent. Um, I don't know. It, the, obviously the, like the, the animation style, like blows the first movie away. Like the animation of this one is amazing. Like that's almost a reason to watch it to begin with. Um, so they did a lot more work and effort and stuff, but I don't know. Olaf is Olaf. You haven't seen any of the movies, have you? No. Um, but there's funny because like someone's asking, like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then like Olaf has a whole scene where he reenacts the entire first movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah. So people who've seen the f- first movie, they think it's funny. People who have it are like, okay, now I'm all caught up. Um, but I gave it a six and a half. It okay. was. It was decent. Um, And then the other movie that I kind of watched, because this is like, I just got Animal Crossing, so I was playing on my Switch, and then she just had it on TV because she wanted to watch it. Um, Oh, I saw saw a joke about uh, Frozen 2 that I didn't understand, so I showed it to um, Carrie, and she just kind of smirked and walked away. But it was a, now you'll understand the joke, is it's a, a Frozen 2 pop vinyl. Yeah. And it says, like, Olaf's girlfriend, and the box is empty. Yeah, it's like Samantha or something. Yeah, I don't remember that offhand. I think Bruno said it's like, oh, it's like, you know, that girl that I know in, in Niagara Canada. Falls or whatever. Yeah, from the Niagara Falls region. Yeah, it's like one of those situations where Olaf talks about how he has a girlfriend named Samantha or something, and but he doesn't. She, he just made her up. So it's like an empty box. That's funny. <laughs> um, so then the next movie I watched was Pete's Dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, Pete's Dragon. The new one. 
I shouldn't say new one from 2016. Oh, the, the um, live action one. Yeah, which the original is live action with a cartoon on top. I suppose that's right. So it technically is live action too, but everyone's like, no, it's animated. I'm like, but the kid's real, the world's real. Like it's like a. It's live action in the sense that it's Lion like King is sticks and uh, Mary Poppins and stuff yeah. like. But but like these people call the live action Lion King movie where it's all CGI. So right, this makes so sense. So like the dragon is CG instead of cartoon. Is he scary? It's not that scary. Um, it's less scary than Super Eight, I'd say. Um, but the beginning of the movie is like this family driving in a car. And then it gets into a horrible car accident and everyone dies except for like the youngest kid. So he like crawls off into the woods and uh, basically becomes like a Mowgli type character <laughs> in the woods. Um, and he finds this dragon who can turn invisible um, when he's scared and stuff. Uh, but he becomes friends with this dragon and the kid ends up getting found. I want to say a year or so later by another family who's uh, the mom's, like, Dallas Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard okay. as the mom. Um, and they adopt the kid, and then he's, like, talking about this dragon. I'm like, oh, that's funny, you know, fake, you know, this dragon in the woods and stuff like that. And then eventually they find it. So then, like, a bunch of people try, trying to hunt it and uh, kidnap it and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. That's pretty much what the movie is. Um but it was it was decent. It wasn't like I don't know. It was a good family movie. It's like I don't know how to explain it. It's it's like a, a you know a family movie. It's yeah. Disney. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not really going to offend anyone. It's got like oh be nice and you know that kind of messages and stuff like that. So I gave it a seven out of ten. Pete's Dragon from twenty sixteen. Okay. Um. Yeah, the next one you saw, so I don't know where you are on your list, but I'll let you go. Okay. <laughs> this is, uh, the next movie I saw, uh, we were, my girlfriend and I were talking about doing a uh, marathon of, like, we were talking about doing, like, movie marathons, and then we get to, like, two movies and we give up. Um, <laughs> so initially we watched, uh, uh, what was it, Sanimal's Fire, because that was the yeah. John Hughes marathon we were going to do, and we never got through that. But uh, we did just watch Pretty in Pink, which I've never seen, and she was mad at me for that because that's a classic, apparently. Yeah. Um, and I just had to look up the, the plot. I don't I think I, I actually I've never seen Pretty in Pink. I always get that one in Sixteen Candles confused. Yeah, I've seen Sixteen Candles, but I don't think I've seen Pretty in Pink. Well, Pretty in Pink. Because the box that I have has Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, and Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have 16 candles. Or, uh, Pretty in Pink. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Okay. Um, so... Because you yeah, always think of 16 candles. Yeah. Well, this this is a, a girl who's played by Molly Ringwall. Uh, and she's... She, her family's not well-to-do. She's poor. Oh, yeah, John Cryer. Yeah, John Cryer's so fucking annoying in this movie. Uh, I believe it. But she's poor... And um, but she has interest of uh, a, a guy whose family's rich, played by Andrew McCarthy, and he likes her, and she likes him, and like, oh, this is great. But then uh, John Andrew McCarthy's friend, uh, played by James Spader, he's like, oh, she's trash, she's poor, you shouldn't hang out with her. 
And then Andrew Carthy's like, oh no, I have conundrum. Should I should I listen to my friend or my heart? And then meanwhile, John Cryer, who's played by Ducky. Nope, the other way around. John Cryer's character's named Ducky. He's like this really weird, like I don't know how to describe it. He's a he's like a eighties weirdo. Uh dresses very eighties. And he's like, but he's fr- best friends with Molly Ringwald's character, who, and he has, he loves her, but, you know, just is like constantly annoying. But, uh, yeah. But I, Annie Potts is in it, and she's awesome. She also like a record store. She's fun. I, I don't know what happened in this movie. <laughs> like, I listened to an episode of Harmontown where, where, uh, it's an early episode, but Dan Harmon uh, talks about how, like his his ex wife now, but uh, she was talking about how she loves watching romantic comedy movies, and he's like, romance isn't a movie; it's a spice for a movie. You can have a sci fi movie with a romantic story, side story, but you can't make the whole the whole movie out of a romance story because that's just like a side plot thing. And so whenever I watch romantic comedy movies, I'm like. So she likes him, and he doesn't. He likes her, but then this guy doesn't like them being together, and that's the movie. Mm. But she's pretty in pink because she, she she sews a lot, and she wears pink clothes. And at the end, she looks good in them. Because she went to a dance. The, the, the whole at the end of the movie is like them going to a dance, and she like, has this like pink outfit, which is not a good. It's a bad dress. Like, it looks ugly as hell. So I don't know why it's pretty pink. Um, but yeah, just I just... be careful if you type pretty in pink in a browser. Yeah, that's why I go to IMDb and then type it. <laughs> um, just saying, I... there's a lot of blurs on the screen. <laughs> but I gave pretty in pink a five and a half. Nice. So the next movie I watched was, uh, yep, me too. Um, Nope. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Oh, I forgot, Doctor to, Sleep. I forgot to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I was missing something. Better start thinking. Okay. Uh, yeah, Doctor Sleep. I think we watched the extended cut, right? Yeah, the, like the three-hour long cut. It was long. Yeah. Um, I felt like... I don't know. I feel like I should have watched the regular cut because I felt like there was a lot of lulls in this movie. I'm probably going to buy it eventually with both But you've read the book? I read most of the book. Okay, so you never finished it? No, and the part... The and the, the thing is, in the book, um, at the very end of the, of the book, the hotel burns down. Mm-hmm. Of, of Shining. Of The Shining, yes. Yeah. So... Um, in this book, they go to the hotel because in the Kubrick version, the house mm-hmm. doesn't burn down. Right. So they go to the hotel, and I'm like, the part right before that in the movie is where I am in the book. So you so, don't know what the ending is. Yes. So I don't know the like the last quarter. I'm in the last quarter of the book. I remember the trailer came out. You're like, what? The hotel burnt down. Yeah. In the in the original <laughs> version, yeah. Yeah, so in case you're not wondering wondering what's going on, Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. Yes. And 
the movie version is a sequel to the movie version of The Shining. The, the Stanley Kubrick version. But using the story from the book. Yes. So uh, this is Danny Torrance all growing up. And then he uh, comes across this girl who has the similar powers to him but is stronger. She is so strong. Yeah. Um, and then we get introduced to these people who feed off of this power. So they uh, they it, find kids that have the shine, right? They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're like psychic vampires. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there's like a scene where they kill this kid and they make it as painful as possible so they can like eat or sniff or whatever it is the like suck the, the, the pain yeah the pain that he's releasing um yeah it was freaking insane i was like wow that's really dark dude that baseball that was... kid that part in the book made me scared and sad at the same time yeah that's how the movie made me i couldn't imagine reading that scene like like just because the, the, the that part of the movie isn't as um in time because i'm pretty sure like he it's goes early in the book. It, it, well, they, they go and find the um, find the baseball glove, but then when he touches the baseball glove, that's when he feels what the kid what happened to the kid, and just like him crying out there in the field by himself. I'm like, God damn it, this hurts. This oh, hurts okay. my heart. Yeah. So him and the kid, uh, Danny Torrance and the girl, like Abra, basic, basically try to team up to take down these psychic vampires. I can't remember um, what they're called. The True Knot. There you go. The true not. I was like, you read the book and seen the movie, so yeah. you got twice as much of exposure than I did. Yeah, the true <laughs> knot is in K N O T, like a rope knot. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was decent. Um, it wasn't like it didn't blow me away. Um, Shining is still better, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was pretty ballsy. Um, I mean, I could tell that they were trying to go for a similar feel. Yeah because there was a lot of the aerial shots that they did in the shining and stuff like that, um, in this movie as well. Um, but yeah, I was like, Oh, doing a sequel to shining. Like that's, that's takes a lot of uh, guts to try to pull that off. Yeah. Um, and they tried, they did a pretty decent job, I think, but they didn't I fully stick the landing. I don't think, but I thought they did. Like, it was unnecessary, but also, like, awesome. I, I really enjoyed how they recast the characters, so you got to see... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when they're showing the scenes from the original Shining, but they're, like, different actors. Yeah, like, the, the kid who played Danny, I thought was him for a while. <laughs> like, I literally thought, like, is that... And then, and then but then, um... Uh, God, what is her... I'm so bad at yeah, her names. The mom. You're talking about the mom? Yeah, yeah, Annette. yeah. Isn't it Annette something? No. no. Um, Wendy Torrance. Wendy played oh, by... Oh, I was Sh- talking about the actor. Is it Shelley Duvall? Yeah, Shelley Duvall, that's yeah. it. But, like, like uh, the kid who played Danny, I thought that, I literally thought that was Danny, but then, you know, Wendy wasn't as crazy. But the fucking guy, Henry Who's Thomas... Jack Torrance. Holy shit. <laughs> that was literally... that. Like, that was... That's Elliot from E.T., is it? Yeah, the guy from House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> like that was him, dr- like makeup up to look like fucking Jack Torrance. It's yeah. like, and that was 
that fucking blew my mind. And I wanted, and then the guy like, they got a lot of. Well, I really thought good... it was. I thought it was kind of cool too because then he's like, I know you're not my. Ro- I know you're not my father. Blah 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 and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, fuck, that was amazing because it is, but it isn't. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, like, the guy. There's who, so many layers there. Yeah, the guy who directed this directed the uh, the Netflix show House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. And he used a lot of the same actors, like the little girl at the very beginning with the flowers. Mm-hmm. That was one of the girls from the the show. Okay. And then one of the uh, one of the dudes in the True Knot was the the groundskeeper from the show, and and obviously yeah, he also did that. Uh, um, uh, the that Stephen King one with the the cabin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because the uh, the grand the grand grandpa flick the guy who. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> was like fading in and out. That was the guy who was the Moon Man in Moonface mm. Man in uh, in uh, uh, Gerald's game. Gerald's game. That's yeah. it. I was like, I can't, I can't think of the name. I, I want to say Rose Matter, but that's yeah. But it's like he was a lot. He was a lot of the same actors and stuff. And and I don't know if you saw the cameo, but at the very beginning when uh, when they're playing baseball and they're like, oh, that kid, that kid's got it or whatever, like. Just some like random kid, the, the the baseball kid. He's like, oh, he's gonna he he's got the skills or whatever, and he had number nineteen on his jersey. Oh, nice. But the guy, <laughs> the guy who said that in the audience was the guy who played Danny Torrance as a child. Oh, he nice. Was him growing up, I'm like, fucking great. Nice. That's so cool. Well, that kid is the kid from Room. Yeah. That kid's awesome. No, but yeah, this this I I enjoyed the movie. I thought like. It was a little slow, but I did think it looked awesome. Like I just mm-hmm. loved the yeah, way it, it looked. Yeah, definitely had the look. It had but, the look down. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I kind of want to rewatch, um, rewatch it, the theatrical cut, so I can mm-hmm. get through it faster. But um, I don't. Know, I really, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I wished it was better, but also, like I said, I watched the uncut version so it could it might the pacing might be, be a little better now if i watch right the original. that's what i was thinking i gave it a six and a half doctor sleep i gave it a seven and a half yeah um so you, yeah. you forgot about doctor sleep <laughs> sure so. did uh i watched um a movie i've been meaning to watch for a long time uh django unchained oh yeah i gotta watch that one too i can't remember what we were watching and we're like, we need to watch that. Okay. Uh, I've uh, never probably seen... uh, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Maybe. Yeah, they could have. Because now I've seen all the Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, I've uh, probably seen half of them. <laughs> but uh, so Django Unchained, have you, you, uh, you, I don't think, did you ever finish it? I no, because I started watching it way too late. I probably got probably a half hour, 45 minutes in. Okay. And I was like, I can't. And then I was watching on my computer too. So I was sitting in a computer chair. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can't. I'm going to have to watch this some other time. And then I just never watched it. So the, the story of Django Unchained is Django. this guy uh, just pulls up to this, like, it's way back in the eight, late 1800s, like the eight, close to 1900s, somewhere around there, where um, it had to have been. I don't know because there were still slaves around, mm-hmm. but but there were free free as free slaves as well. Yeah, uh, but like but like the technology doesn't work for that. If it was during the Civil War, was it? I'm looking. I can't remember. Either way, it was some, sometime in the 1800s. 
<laughs> but uh, this guy, he he ends up buying Django because uh, he knows that uh, he worked with these people. Yeah, 1858. It says it was okay. taking place in 1858. Okay. Because uh, Theodore Roosevelt was president. Okay. Um, so what happens is uh, he, he this guy is a bounty hunter, and he, he knows that um, Django worked, and he knows what these, these brothers look like these guys that he's trying to hunt down, but because he doesn't know what they look like. So then he's like, hey, you come here, you point them out, uh, and then I'll share the money with you and stuff. And then they, they kind of like start going around doing bounty hunting type things because uh, Django's a good shot with his gun. But then they find out, um, after like doing a whole bunch of stuff, that they find out that uh, Django's wife is um, being held at some sort of fancy mansion so they decide to go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get your wife free because you helped me with all your stuff. I'm gonna help you. Um. And uh, yeah, like that's like it felt like that movie took about an hour and a half to get into the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of like crazy gun action. There was a lot of like shooting. A lot of like I I mentioned this to Kristen about I feel like. Quentin Tarantino movies, they have this sort of ramp where it's like, oh, it's getting crazy. Oh, all this stuff. Like, and it gets to a certain point, and then the movie kind of plateaus. So when the movie actually gets to the climax, it isn't as exciting as it should have been because the movie cl- mm-hmm. kind of already climaxed already. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of like the final like moment where he's like, all right, this is what's happening, the big showdown and stuff, I was like the stuff that happened before was kind of more exciting because you know like you only hold my attention for so long but mm-hmm. I, but the actors were good i i was i still i mean i know it's toned for that era but the amount of end bombs in that movie is not i was not comfortable with <laughs> i was like at one point i'm like okay that's enough please stop <laughs> But um, I don't know. It was it was good. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I might if it's like on the background somewhere. But I won't. I won't. That's how like a bunch of Tarantino movies are for me. Yeah, like Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill. I could watch those quite often. Like Kill Bill, I watched a lot in college. But like mm-hmm. that's that one and and Pulp Fiction. I think are the only one. I kept. Res- I, I think those are the only ones I actually like kept. <laughs> after I bought them. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know, I gave Django Unchained. I gave it a six. Django. Um, um so, yeah, go ahead, you can do another one. Oh uh, I watched Alien. You watched Alien? I did watch Alien. I watched it uh, May of twenty nineteen. Okay. So uh May of twenty nineteen, checked out Jason's Thing I've watched this movie numerous times. This movie's great. Alien. Um, it's like it's such a good like space. I'm not a huge space person, but it's such a good space horror movie. Um, right. So I I gave it an eight. Would you give it? I gave it a nine. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. okay. I really liked it. Well, then we were, we were gonna we were going to have a Alien marathon, and we watched the first two. I was gonna watch it too, and then I, I didn't. I had it sit back here, and I just didn't watch it. Well, we stopped Aliens like two times, and then we're like, 
we should finish this and then we'll worry about the other I've ones later. I've never seen Aliens, like the second one. I've never seen it. Really? No, I've only seen the first one, and now I've I've seen it twice. Whoa! So I've only seen the first one twice, and then I saw Prometheus. <laughs> that's nuts. I've seen Aliens like three. So that's or why four I bought times. the box set because I'm like, then it gives me a reason to watch them all. Yeah, I've and... never I've never seen three or four. Right, but... I heard they're not as good. But... Yeah, but Aliens. Um, a lot of people say that Alien and Aliens. Yeah, are about equal in awesomeness. Some people disagree and say two is better than one. Other people say one is better than two, I but like... they're pretty on par with each other. So yeah. I'm excited to see it. Well, I watched Aliens. <laughs> so uh, after the first movie, uh, the results of the first movie, um, where Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley, there we go. Uh, she she is in deep stasis sleep, and then eventually. At the beginning of the second movie, they find her ship and they they wake her up, but she's been like in stasis for decades. Mm. Uh, so by that point, one of the planets that they were on, they started uh, to terraform it and build cities there. And Ripley's like, "You can't do this. There's aliens out there. Like we haven't seen anything. Don't worry about it." Uh, <laughs> and then one of the cities just gets annihilated and they go, oh shit, you're right. There are aliens. Well, we need your help. And they send a whole bunch of like Marines and her because like you're the only one that knows how to handle these things. And she's like, I don't want to go because they're fucking terrifying. So then, uh, but they force her to. So a bunch of these like Marines and stuff like things like strip killers and her go to the planet to kind of wipe out the, uh, the aliens. Um, and it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Uh, it's very action packed compared to the first one because there's like a lot of guns, right. and, but there's a lot more aliens too <laughs> because it's aliens. Um, but no, it's it's still good. Uh, Bill Paxton does a very memorable role. <laughs> He's just game over, man. What the fuck are you supposed to do now, man? Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I it's. I still like the first one a lot better, but uh, it gave Aliens a seven and a half. Nice. So I watched a movie you watched. Yay. Called Yesterday. Which I watched in December of 2019. Okay. So, yeah. So you can listen to that one if you want to hear more about that movie. Um, I enjoyed it a, a lot. I was a little disappointed. I felt like there was uh, a lot of lead up to something that yeah. didn't happen. Um. But I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a fun movie. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Me too. It was uh, it was enjoyable. I mean, I can see why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. But I can see why people would like it. Um, it was an interesting movie. It's like a, it's almost like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Romantic comedy type movie. Um, I uh. The funny thing is, when I was watching Frank, I was like, this reminds me a little bit of... It reminds me a lot of, like, Yesterday, because it's a guy who's a musician, and he has that one song that he sings that he wants mm -hmm. everyone to like, but no one cares for it. Right. <laughs> but, I don't know, I enjoyed it. I gave it a seven. Yeah. Um, that was Yesterday. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, the next movie I watched uh, 
to go along with my E and F movies was a movie called Falling Down. Oh yeah, I was gonna watch that. That's on something. It's on I, a streaming service right now. I have it on DVD because I bought it for like a dollar. <laughs> uh, in this movie, Michael Douglas, uh, his character, kind of has like a straight up mental breakdown. Um, Is that? Oh. What? It's on. It's on Voodoo for free. <laughs> um. But yeah, he's a he's a he's a guy who who's like just driving to work and he just gets fed up. He's like, what? what's going on? What's taking so long? And like, he's just, he gets fed up and he's like, you know what? I'm going home. And, uh, he starts heading home. But then you start finding out more and more about this guy. Like he think he's angry and just mad at certain things, but then you start realizing there's something more going on here. It's not just like, Oh, I'm mad at this. Like he doesn't seem mentally well. <laughs> um, because he keeps like calling his house and being like, I'm coming to see my daughter. And she's like, you can't come. You can't show. And you find out like, oh, he's divorced now. And, uh, and the, the, his ex-wife's like, you can't come and see her. And he's like, it's her birthday. I need to do that. But then he keeps coming into these situations where shit keeps going bad for him. And he's like, I'm not standing for this anymore. Um, and he like, and like, it just ramps up and gets worse and worse, like in a sort of comedic way, but also like in a dark kind of way. Yeah, um, it's like a dark comedy. Yeah, it's like it's, and then also on the other side, um, I think was it Robert Duvall? I think is in it. Yeah, Robert Duvall is um, he's a cop, and it's his last day on the force. And his wife is like just his wife's not well either in the head, but she keeps um, she keeps like calling him and stuff. Then he's like worried that he's gonna get shot. So he's like, no, 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 it's it's fine, it's fine. It's my last day in the, on the at work, so I'm just gonna work at the desk. But then he keeps keep, keeps getting pulled into like something's not right about this. He's like, I think all these these incidents that are happening are are about this guy in the tie. And the cops are like, just worry about your own stuff and get out of here at the end of the day. Just you know, mind your own business. And then uh, he starts looking more into the case and trying to figure out what's going on. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I didn't expect anything about it. I didn't know anything about it other than people in college were like, this is the greatest movie. Um, yeah, and they're probably getting the wrong message out of it. Yeah, it's like Joker. <laughs> um, yeah, it's after 11.30. I do want my breakfast. Um, I can't remember what movie that was that I was just thinking of that similar to that kind of movie uh, where the guy, there's like an American Idol type show, and he just gets, goes nuts. I can't remember what it's called now, but it reminds I me of it. Don't know. <laughs> but um, like all people talk about is television. That's all they talk about. <laughs> they got nothing important to say. It's the 10 million merits or 15 million merits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the falling down. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a fun movie. It, it was a very Joel Schumacher movie. Um. But I gave it a seven, and uh, that's it. A seven. Just a seven and a zero. I gave Falling Down a seven. Okay, so the next movie I watched is a movie called Unfriended Dark Web. Okay. Um, this is one of those movies that isn't entirely on the screen. So it's mm -hmm. like a laptop uh, computer monitor. Like, the entire movie's taking place. So this guy, he 
it's like, oh, I got a new laptop. And him and his friends, they all play games on uh, like a Skype type group chat thing. Because okay. um, they all live in different parts of the country and stuff like that. And uh, so they're playing like Cards Against Humanity over the camera. So they each have their own deck and then the one person reads and then they read their cards and stuff. Um, but his computer keeps like closing the programs and he's like trying to get them back open. And someone's like, um, check the hard drive. Usually if your hard drive's too full, it can't process too many applications and stuff like that. And he looks and like the hard drive's like 99% full. There's like only a couple megs free. He's like, what the hell? He's like searching. He's like, I don't know what's taking up all this computer space. And then the guy's like, oh, type this in. And he finds like all these folders that are hidden full of videos and crap like that. So they do like a screen share so you can see what's going on. And they're clicking on these videos and like, what the fuck is this? It's like creepy videos, like a girl sleeping and a guy coming in to like kidnap her and stuff. And like a girl's like in a barrel like looking through the little hole and stuff like that. Like these videos are like, what the fuck is this? He's like, ah, it's just kidding. It's a prank. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And then uh, he keeps getting messages from this guy saying, that's my laptop. I'd like it back. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll give it. And then he's like, wait. And then like he's doing research on like, because it still has the login for his Facebook account and stuff like that. So he's like looking at his profile and all this. Um, and then he finds like this uh, link to this dark web chat room where everyone has these names and stuff like that. And there's like people bidding on stuff. And they're like, eventually, like they figure out that, oh, so they're bidding on a video where this girl's going to get like stuff done to her and wants video proof and stuff. And he like pays like millions and millions of dollars in Bitcoin and stuff like that. And it's like, they want you to uh, drill a hole in her head and put something living in it while she's still alive and stuff. It's just like, Oh God, this is fucked up, man. And like, so then uh, the guy whose laptop, cause he ends up mentioning that he stole it from this coffee shop. So it's not actually his laptop. He st stole it from a coffee shop. The guy wants his laptop back. And um, then the guy who, originally owns the laptop is like dude you have no idea what you're messing with right now um i'm part of this group and they will kill every single one of you including me if this doesn't get back to me and stuff like that so then like the other people in his chat window and stuff like that like slowly start getting killed off <laughs> and like there's like a real big twist at the end um it, it's I god's it was, laptop Huh? It's God's laptop. It's God's laptop. Yep. <laughs> um, I thought it was done really well. Like it had some pretty gruesome stuff. Uh, it was shocking. Like some of the deaths were just like maybe because it's like surveillance cameras or webcam like vert views of it. It looked real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that just happened. Like, like, uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna give any away. Um, <laughs> I thought it was done really well. It didn't get very good reviews. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's the whole like shared screen view that's different, but I thought they did a good job of doing something different and unique and stuff like that. Um, I gave unfriended dark web a seven and a half. Um, I thought it was definitely 
worth watching. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I liked it quite a bit. It was better than I thought it was going to be because I was just like expecting a shitty horror movie. <laughs> like, oh, but it's on here, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I think it was on Hulu or something. Um, HBO, maybe. But yeah, me too. Uh, the next movie I watched was um, Funny Games. Now, a couple years ago when I did the uh, I did a horror movie, like scariest horror movies, uh, I think part one, um, I did a movie called Funny Games, and I yeah. asked, and when I was looking around, I bought the wrong version because they remade it. Oh, so uh, I did find the original version of Funny Games, which I watched in uh november of 2016 and then uh i just rewatched. I, so I, that was the original version and then the when I, I originally had bought the remake on accident uh so i watched that um is it like the same movie yes but just re- okay so it's not just the same title it's no it's the same movie okay like I think the same director and everything like different actors, huh. American actors. Um, so like I have more of a budget. Let's make a better version of it. He wanted to make it for America because initially that was his, his, Oh, cause it was subtitled originally. I don't remember the original one was, um, uh, funny games. He, cause he is, where is he from? He's from Germany. And I think the original one was in German, which was 1997. Okay. Um, yeah, I see it. 97 and then 2007 was yeah. the remake. Uh, yeah, he made in Austria. Um, but yeah, so he made it almost shot for shot the same. as That's what huh. I'm gathering from uh, reading people's responses and stuff, which didn't have to happen. Right. Um, but I, I guess he thought that this movie would – kind of work better in America. Mm-hmm. So that's why he re- redid it and released it in America. Because it's... Because uh, he then had American actors and stuff in the... Yeah, because it was like Naomi Watts. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like a big name actor. Yeah, Naomi Watts. Uh, shit, Tim... Was it Tim Roth? Yeah, Tim Roth. Uh, the guy who was <laughs> uh, in Pulp Fiction and he was Abomination in the Incredible Hulk movie and stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, like... Like those are the two main actors. Um, it's almost the same movie. So to me, rewatching it was like, I've seen this already. Right. So to me, it was more boring because <laughs> there's one aspect in the original movie that I remember seeing and I liked it a lot, but I don't remember seeing it in this version. So maybe it's not shot for shot. I don't know. Unless I just missed that spot. Um, so the original one, the original the original version of Funny Games in November 2016, I gave it a five and a half. And this remake version, I gave it a five. Yeah, the remake's longer. Is it? Yeah, by like three minutes. Okay. And I feel but... like some of, the, some of the dialogue just didn't work well. I don't know. Right. It, was, it was weird. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, gave it a five. So I watched... My last movie I watched before the the pre-review movie I watched was Jane Silent Bob reboot. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's on Amazon. I'm like, I'll watch it. You yeah. know, cause I've seen 
all the other Kevin Smith movies, which I'm not going to lie. I freaking hated this movie. Um, it's like they remade it. They have almost like there's scenes because it's basically a, it's a reboot slash remake of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Where Jane Silent Bob find out that they are making a reboot of the Blunt Man and Chronic movie. So they go to Comic-Con in San Diego to try to stop the movie being made, which is basically the plot of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But he like puts references to all of his Kevin Smith movies in this. Um, and some of it is the same exact dialogue and the same exact jokes. So it's like, okay, it's funny because they did that joke before they did that line before or, but it's everything Kevin Smith. So like, there's like even references to some of his other stuff that, um, aren't in the view skewiverse or whatever. Um, because Zach and Miri make a porno. There's like a reference to that. There's a reference to like, I don't remember if there was a reference to Green Green um, Hornet or not, but they definitely make multiple references to the Cop Out movie. Oh, okay. Um, but Kevin Smith plays Silent Bob, but in this movie he also plays Kevin Smith, and. Jane and Bob are just constantly ripping on Kevin Smith because he's a no-talent asshole and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's funny because he wrote that, I guess. <laughs> um, like, a bunch of the characters from Chasing Amy come back, um, Mallrats and Clerks 1 and 2. Um, yeah, there's, like, a panel at the convention where it's the Clerks panel, and it's all in black and white. Like, the whole room's in black and white because it's funny. Um, I mean, I but, do appreciate that joke. Yeah. I mean, there's like stuff that's like, I appreciate the joke, but it was dumb. Um, <laughs> but like, they just, it's a spoof. It's making fun of reboot movies by being a reboot. Yeah. So they're Meta. like, oh, yeah, they always remake movies and putting more diversity and flipping the genders. So then they have like these two characters that are basically Jay and Silent Bob, but they're girls. And Silent Bob is this black girl who is silent because she can't talk. Like, she's actually silent in real life. So she does sign language constantly and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's supposed to be a joke. Um, and then it, like, turns out that it's Jay, Jay's daughter from, um, was it Missy? From Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the Shannon... Okay. Shane Elizabeth uh, had a kid. So it's like, oh, it's Jason Mewes' kid. But then in real life, it's Kevin Smith's daughter. Okay. So it's like, oh, that Kevin Smith, he always puts his daughters in movies, even though they can't act. And, you know, it's like a lot of too much jokes of making fun of themselves. Um, I'm trying to remember. I felt like there was one part that was really funny, but I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had the comic book store men, like they had a panel for the comic book men okay. TV show. And they're like, yeah, I wish we would have had another season and blah, 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 and, uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. It Val Kilmer made a cameo in this movie. 
and he's not doing well. Um, I don't know. I gave it a four and a half. Like <laughs> the entire time, I was like, "God damn it!" Like I was getting so mad. Um, but like this was his own production. Like he like I think he kickstarted it or something like that, so it didn't have a wide release and it was straight to DVD. So it was a, I think it was a Kickstarter movie. Um, but hey, guess what? Now that we have this quarantine, he's working on Mallrats two and Clerks three. So oh, cool. This isn't done. Yeah, Matt Damon even came back as Loki in this movie to explain what happened to him after the the uh, the ending of Dogma. And they just have a scene where he's just talking to the camera, explaining what happened at the end of Dogma and what he's doing now. And then it goes on to the next scene. It's like. You put that in there just to put it in there? Like, it didn't fit. It was like, what was the point of that? I'm exhausted just listening to... <laughs> My explanation? Oh, God. And I'm not even giving a good explanation. Yeah, I'm apparently just... Sil- Silent Bob's also a vegan now. Okay. <clears throat> and he lost a lot of weight, so that explains, yeah. like, why well, he, he looks different. Yeah, because he had a heart attack. Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Yeah. Silent Bob did. <laughs> anyway... Um, but there was like this, you know how, like whenever there's a movie with Chainsaw and Bob, Silent Bob always has this big performance where he says a bunch of stuff that's heartfelt and meaning and stuff. Yeah. His scene happened in the middle of the movie and it wasn't any of that. And I was like, is this supposed to be Kevin Smith now? Like it's, he's just like Kevin Smith ranting. It wasn't even like a Silent Bob rant. It was this Kevin Smith ranting about Ku Klux Klan members. Oh, God. Yeah, so I gave that a four and a half. Oh, boy. I felt like I'm pretty lenient on it, too. <laughs> I'm just I getting just... more angry thinking about it. Just... Yeah. Oh, you remember that scene? I think it was from Clerks, where they're like, he does that rap. He goes, where's my shit, little man? That in is, hand. That is in... Uh... Chance um, on Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Okay. Put that shit in my hand. So that was like ten years ago. No, it was more than that. Oh, like no, 15? That, no, that was like almost twenty. Okay. Because those kids come back and then they're drug dealers and they do the exact same, like, rap to Chance yeah. on Bob. Actually, what was that? It's that's funny because it's flipped. That's probably like two thousand three, I'm guessing. Because we're I was in college yet, I think. When that came out, uh, strike back. Two thousand. It was two thousand one. Two thousand one. So nineteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, eighteen years ago, because Jan Slot Bob came out. Reboot came out last year. Eight, eighteen years. So yeah, pretty close to twenty years. Yeah, it's Jan Slot Bob Strike Back came out like in the summer. So. Yeah. Reboot could be came out in the summer. Who knows? No one knows. Do you have any other movies? I got the review one. No, That's the, it. The preview. The pre-review. Yep. Preview. So what we do every month is uh, we, we we tell you about a movie, uh, tell you the plot of it, before we watch it. And then we watch it and then uh, tell you whether we're right or not. Uh, the movie I picked last month was a movie called Bearing the X. And, the X. Uh, the X. E-X. And, uh, not the Bearing re- the X. No. <laughs> but uh, the, what we thought the movie was about is uh, right here. So his girlfriend dies and he finds a new girlfriend and his old one comes back from the grave. And 
is jealous. And Jason nailed it. Yeah, you did. You you basically. I mean, outside of like a few more details, but like, yeah, you right. exactly. I said I thought they I thought it was a little more different, but yeah. <laughs> you just played the clip, but we didn't actually play the clip for us to listen to. I don't remember what I said last month. I just felt like saying nailed it. You said uh, a guy's dating a girl, uh, and then uh, she dies, and then uh, he starts. She life. starts dating another girl, and she goes back to life, and uh, she's jealous. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie. All right, the next my movie. favorite my favorite part of the movie. You want to know my favorite part of the movie? When it ended. No, uh, <laughs> the reference to fruit brute. Fruit brute. Fruit Brute is the best cereal that doesn't exist. I felt like this movie... Okay, so the, the, the general basis of it is uh, Anton Yelchin's character. He's uh, he's dating this girl who's, like, super, super Earth-conscious. Like, she runs, like, a non-profit for saving the Earth. Um, and uh, super vegan, like, super crazy, like, just save the Earth. And he's like, I like horror things. <laughs> um but he wants to break up with her, but he doesn't want to be mean to her and stuff. And right before he breaks up with her, she gets hit by a car and dies. A bus. A bus, sorry. A bus, yeah. She gets hit by a bus and dies. But he was like, when they're talking before, like, oh, yeah, we'll be together forever. So then she comes back to life. He's like, you said we'll be together forever. And he's like, oh, no. Because he accidentally did a spell out of the spell book. That he had in the store. Yeah. And also that 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 evil devil genie bobble thing said, Oh, your your wishes and Oh that's whatever. what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Bobblehead. Not the book. I was like, I don't remember this the book, but I might have missed that. No, it was there was no book. Yeah. Um, but when they're dating though, like he went to the store where a girl sold ice cream, like made like special ice creams. Mm-hmm. And, it was uh, uh it was uh um malts. They they kept calling him malted. He's like, I just want a malted. And I'm like, they don't I thought call it was a malt shop. It is a malt shop, but he kept saying malted, like he yeah. wanted a malted milkshake. Yeah. And it bothered me so much. I'm like, I just wanted to get a malted. And I'm like, <sighs> it's like where's the rest of the sentence? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, one of the flavors of one of the malts was fruit brute based on the cereal from. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, fruit brute was the best one. So was the cherry. I always liked Fruity Mummy. I forgot about that one. But it was orange and cream. Fruity Mummy was orange cream. Yeah. Yeah, that one was good too. But yeah, I was like, Fruit Brute. That was the best thing about the movie. They Um, referenced Fruit Brute. (laughs) But yeah, the the movie plot wasn't all that difficult because he's dating the new girl played by Alexandra Daddario. um, Mm -hmm. And she, because she loves horror stuff and goes along well but then the ex-girlfriend that came back to life was like they don't know about each other at all and he's trying to hide it from each other you know the classically if he was honest up front then this whole movie would have been done faster mm-hmm. and then the friend his friend that like just comes over and has sex in his apartment was like i don't like this character Mm-mm. i i i feel bad because i didn't like this movie i gave it a five and a half um, I think I did as well. <laughs> oh, I closed my app. Yeah, um, like I, I was like, yeah, that that was a movie. 
Yep, five and a half. I was more excited to see it than it was. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this looks like it could be fun. I'm like, wow, this is like really watered down and not exciting or entertaining. Like, the weird, I mean, this is going to sound really weird and sexist, um, but like, yeah, I wouldn't have dated her for like how, like, especially she's like, she ruined all his horror stuff. She's like, it's just old posters. Right. And she's like being super, like, no, but it's is... like the fact that she's super hot, and that's and he's like, I can't believe someone super hot would date me. Yeah, and then it's like, then you can't have any of your stuff. What's the point? Yeah, yeah, but then like, but, but then we're adults she... and they're like twenty something, so yeah. But then after she came back to life, and she's like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. I was like, for some reason, I was more, I don't want to say attracted to her, but I was more like, I like her now that she's undead. She's better. Yeah, she like yeah. she like because she's like, let's go do this, let's go do this, let's go do this. Except for the fact that, oh, also that's another thing. She's like, we should be together forever. So if I kill you, then you can be undead like me. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. Because he liked the other girl for having malted. They had more in common with. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I gave it, yeah, I gave Barry the X of five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. So we didn't, since we're doing this like from a distance. I was scrolling through this app that I have called TV Time. No, Just Watch. Just Watch. Yeah. Where uh, it tells you what's on each streaming service. So I went to uh, the what is new on Ooh. each of the apps. Okay. I was scrolling and looking for something that had a decent cover that we could try to. Because most of it is just a title and it shows people. And it's like, you can't really guess what that movie is. Yeah. Um, so I tried to pick movies that look like. It had interesting stuff on the cover, so I'm gonna text you. Okay. The picture of the movie, um, but you got to pick a number between one and three. Classic one. Okay. So, I'll send you the movie cover. Okay. How do I? Okay. Send it to Scott. Boom. And then I'm gonna send you the second picture, which is. Uh, basically where to see it but might have a, just basically a second picture to look at okay um, i'm pretty sure you got the first one it's a movie called cashback cashback yes i don't know i'm hoping you've never heard of it or seen it did you get the picture i i, I can see that oh there we go okay does not look familiar okay is it kind of looks familiar to me, but I don't think I've seen it because um, it looks familiar, but not enough for me to see it. Cause see, like how it has the descriptions on the side of and catchphrase and stuff. Yeah. So it says cash back when working when works a bore, turn on your imagination, and it shows a girl in the shopping market uh, undressing. Well, she yeah, she's like she's wearing this dress that's like kind of halfway open. But she's holding a basket that looks like she has bread and mm. stuff in there. But then, like, her dress is kind of pulled down, exposing her chest, but then the title is covering her chest. Mm-hmm. But she looks like she's kind of... She, like the first, the first thing I see is I think she's a model. Yeah, she looks like a model. Yeah. Cashback uh, works a bore, turn on your imagination. Mesmerizing and in, in, irresistible, charming, hilariously funny. Okay. All right. Is what the the reviews are, and then the second picture just shows a girl bored on a checkout counter. It looks like. Yeah. 
So okay. my guess is okay. that, okay, it's called cashback. So I'm assuming it's like a service desk job at a supermarket. And it's like a clerk's type uh, thing where they can't stand the customers kind of thing. And they, and uh, obviously like it says, when work's a bore, they try to make work interesting and exciting. I don't know how that's a plot. I can't tell if that is it. That's not the same girl, is it? I don't think it is because their eyes are different. Is that the girl from um, that makes those shitty robots? No, I don't Simone think Gertz, so. Whatever her name is. No, I don't think so. Like... What so do you think? I, I I'm going to go on a weird thing. It's not going to involve the mafia. I realize how many times I've mentioned the mafia. Um, I'm guessing that. Um, the girl on the second page, the girl that's sitting at the, at the work desk, I think she meets a woman in the store that she's like, you you could be a model. And then she thinks of, I think she thinks of a way to uh, use the store as like a, uh, a modeling thing. So she like models all the clothes so she can make an extra buck by having this girl like model all the items for the store. I'm going to say that I think it's like they're bored at work and it turns into a truth or dare type thing where they're daring each other things and then it just escalates and they both get fired from work. <laughs> and the end of the movie. That's the end. All right. So that's what I'm going to do. So the reason I mainly set the second one is so you can see where to watch it. It's on oh, Hulu. Okay. Hulu. Uh, Hulu. So that's going to be our pre-review movie. All right. For next month, which we'll probably do it if this audio thing works. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it does. If you're hearing us talk about it, then obviously it worked. Yeah. But this will probably be the same kind of setup for next month then. Yeah. Uh oh. Which is only a couple weeks away. I know we it's late, but we didn't know when things are going to happen. <laughs> right. That's why I picked a streaming one because we can easily get that done in a week or two. Yeah. No lending DVDs. So, uh, yeah, if there's any movies that you see uh, or uh, any movies you that you are interested in watching while we're all quarantined in our houses, um, let us know because now we have this fantastic app. If you if – you, there's an app called Just Watch. If you're – yeah. shameless plug. I, I'm not getting paid for this. But, no. um, you can – you basically can put in which uh, s- streaming services you use. Yeah. So you can just go, okay, I use Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. You can put it in there, and then on the main page, like it'll say, what's new? And you can click movies or TV shows. Um, and, oh, my God. Oh, no. But The then Lighthouse can... is on Amazon Prime. What is? The Lighthouse. Yeah, that's right. I forgot to mention. I've got to watch that. Oh, my God, they just put that on there. Um, <laughs> I just dated our podcast, whatever. It's okay. Um, yeah, so you can just basically see what's new, or if you do a search for a movie, like if you wanted to watch Harry and the Hendersons. Oh. I have it on uh, DVD. You can click on it, and it says, oh, you can stream it right now on Stars." Um, but it also lists where you can rent it or buy it, if it's something you want to rent or buy. But, Yeah. It's a pretty cool app. Yeah, just so, watch. So if you if you want us to watch a movie, uh, email me at stuffbyscott at gmail.com, and then I can just toss that into the Just Watch app and go, yeah. oh, this is on Amazon Prime. 
Done. Yeah. And as of right now, we have Amazon Prime, Hulu, uh, Netflix. HBO, Netflix, Disney Plus, and Shudder. And also like the free ones like Tubi.tv. Yeah. Or... I just saw that they put Shudder on there now. So you can click Shudder. They put a lot Shutter's of apps been on, on here there for a while. Huh? Shudder's been on here for a while. Oh, has it? Yeah. I was like scrolling through. I was like, holy crap, there's a lot. Maybe I just recently put it on because <laughs> you gave me your login. <laughs> So yeah, uh, stuffbyscott at gmail.com if you uh, have any suggestions or opinions on what our thoughts are. Um, yeah, other than that, that's, that's a wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. <laughs>